Hi guys, Andy M, Comics Unity in the house, starting a new ongoing series today. Yeah, I've got no Michael with me and no Amanda, but so I've got, I've got an extra pair, of, a different pair of helping for once. Holly, do you want to introduce yourself to everybody, tell them who you are and where your love of comics came from, and then we'll tell people what we're going to do, what we're doing today and going forward. Okay, hi, I'm Holly. Um, I have a PhD uh, in comic studies looking at uh, the role of the parent-child relationship. Um, so definitely um, looking forward to this chat. Um, so yeah, my love of comics has been there forever. Um, and I particularly love um, things like image comics um, and obviously Marvel and DC. So yeah, very much looking yeah, forward to Yeah, big fan of image yeah. myself on Bomb Cover. They've got a lot of the best series going. But we're not yeah. talking about image today, are we? So now we're going to, what the plan at the moment, I think we're going to do is monthly, maybe more, maybe less, where we're going to talk about runners, comics. Now, the one we're going to talk about today is one I, I knew the writer, but I didn't know this run, Miss Marvel, done by G. Willow Wilson. Now, I could tell a bit of people a bit about G. Willow Wilson, but I want to know how you, what drew you to this run, first of all. Yeah, um, so when I was researching for my PhD, one of the main focuses for me was intersectionality. So I wanted um, people from different cultures, um, different backgrounds, different genders to be represented. So having a, a South Asian uh, Muslim character was a really, really important aspect of it. Um, so looking at Miss Marvel as the first uh, female Muslim superhero to headline her own series, um, it was one of the I suppose the most interesting uh, series that I looked at. It's a fascinating <laughs> one, really, because obviously with Gwen and G. Willow Wilson, she wrote the series what, well over four years, didn't she? Yeah. Pardon me. And I didn't realise until I read it before that she'd actually just gone back to the series as well, because she's done some online yeah. story for them as well. That obviously says like she's still involved with the character. And it really is an interesting comic, because I've not come across, and you've said this before, you know one case, don't you? The way the representation of Asians in comics like this, and it's, it's truly groundbreaking. So do you want to tell people about it, first of all, then? Obviously, it's Kamala Khan, isn't it? And you, they did a like, soft reboot of Miss Marvel, so... Yeah, so um, Kamala Khan is the, uh, the main character, I guess. Um, she's a Pakistani-American teenage girl um, who is um, gains her powers through uh, Terrigan gas. Um, so she um, develops uh, embiggening powers, they're called, so she can you know, adapt her size. Um, but what's really interesting about her is her Muslim background is such a prominent part of it. Her costume is adapted from a burkini. Um, you know, most of the stories revolve some way around her Muslim American background and her identity crisis, particularly in the early issues. So I think that's a particularly fascinating aspect yeah. of her character. It's fascinating battle yeah. because you get to the end of the first five issues when her father confronts her and sends her off done it for guidance, as he calls it. And you're expecting yeah. her to get told by this guidance guy, cut parties, cut boys out. Then she tells you to try to help people. He actually encourages that. And it's really quite, yeah. it was surprising. But I think it, it took away the stereotypes, and it is obvious by the writer this must have been based on somebody she knew. 
because it felt yeah. like sort of closest, didn't it, really? So it did, and I think the fact that G. Willow Wilson herself is a Muslim American, it you know, it gave it the, the authenticity that so many stories lack because they're written uh, by uh, it, um, a white writer or uh, you know a male writer writing a female character, and the fact that she is Muslim American, it gave it you know that bit much that bit more authenticity. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Now I know in her case she turned Muslim herself in two thousand and three. Yeah. And it was showed originally when obviously her first graphic novel came out in 2007, which I know you've not read yet, called Cairo. Cairo is, mm. it's, it's interesting because that, if you leave that into air in the graphic series, I know a fruit from Vertigo in particular, all three of these series have all got the very same sort of surrealness. It's almost Monty Pythonish in places. And Miss Marvel, I can see that with it. It's just, there's all kinds of craziness going on in it, where it doesn't seem to overpower the story, does it? So. No, it really fits um, with the character. There's a lightheartedness to her that you know a lot of the Marvel characters lack. And um, like, I think she'd probably remind me most of Spider-Man in the, the kind of the yeah. lightheartedness. So I do think that um, that absurdity kind of fits with her character. Yeah, it's been good. I've read quite a few comparisons from my own research on this, and it it did come up quite a few times. People compare it like a Muslim version of Peter Parker, and I can you can see it, and that's why like. And it, when it's, they started the series off, say, what, six years ago? And you yeah. can see what they were, they were obviously had something major in mind. It's whether they planned for it to go as big as what they did is another ball game, I suspect. So that's why. Now, what I couldn't get my head around was, and I don't know if, you've, uh, um, if you're aware uh, of this, I know originally they did what, eight, it was 18 issues, didn't they? Then they seemed to go for a soft reboot a couple months or two later, didn't they? Well, they? Then they did another 38 issues. Do you know why they did it that way in the middle? I actually don't know why they did that. Um, I mean, I would theorize that it was because it was such a popular series. I mean, when it came out first, it broke the digital download records. So oh, did really? I would imagine wow. that had something to do with it. Yeah, yeah. in 2014, I think it was, um, they broke the, the download records. So I'd imagine that has something to do with it, um, the, the sheer popularity. Yeah, of course it makes sense sometimes, doesn't it? If you can take a quick pause in the narrative and come back. Instead of doing new storyline, starting you know, that it's quite clear from the comic, it's groundbreaking. And I can, well, I didn't know what this could download from, but I can see straight away. I thought, I've not read many Marvel comics like this before. And it is, it's definitely, it went off in a completely different direction. So it was great to watch um, and then read. Now, I've got to ask you as well, because you've read further than me, but I know we said before, didn't we? We both really enjoyed the way they had like the filling episode where instead of like you didn't really fill one, you dread, don't you? what's going to happen next. But I, we both loved that we talked about how to use Wolverine in it. I thought Wolverine brilliant it was. Yeah, it really helped to, um, I suppose, it progressed her character without taking away from the narrative. You know, she needed the, um, I suppose, the interaction with Wolverine to kind of see where she was as a hero herself. Um, and, you know, characters like Loki coming in, you know, they, they helped her character develop without taking away from the, the main storyline. So I think the, the filler issues in this series are fantastic. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm well looking forward to Karen and reading this, just as much as the main storyline, we see what they do with the filling issues, because I've had a quick look at the artists coming up, and what they seem to have done really well is you seem to have kept them at the core of the artists for the full, the full of the run, basically. After, obviously, I think some of the filling ones have changed a bit, but the main artist or two stayed, didn't they? Right to the end of it, so 
Yeah, for the most part, I think it's um, Alfona is the the artist for the the most part. And that helps as well. I mean, to have that consistency, you know, it it makes it, I suppose, a more enjoyable read as well. Yeah, yeah, I agree with completely that. So it does, it gives it the consistency, doesn't it, really, straight away with itself. Now, is there anything hint you want to give to people about later issues that that gone beyond what I've seen then? (laughs) Um, I think my favourite part about the later issues is her, I suppose, her realisation that she doesn't necessarily need to fit with everyone else's idea of a hero. Um, like Without going too much into it, um, that is one of my favourite aspects of the later issues. Yeah, no, I get it completely. I think I like the fact where she had, like, um, obviously, in the storyline that involved, the, oh, I forgot the dog's name, the dog now, the inhuman, sorry. Um, well, mine's completely on blank on me. I've just read it as well. <laughs> anyway, the third issue, the third one, where they had against um, and the big dog came with the Inhumans. And, and I, I look back where she had all the friends around her, and it didn't seem to jar from the character too much. And I, I liked the fact where she felt she didn't have to hide who she was from her friends, perhaps from yeah. her family. I said that's a sort of ball game altogether. But I look, it just seemed to give it sort of, was an earthiness there. Like, I think you very rarely see. Marvel comics sometimes and in a very um, sort of innocent sort of way and that was really really lovely entertaining book it was so yeah that's why so is it still going other obviously after G Willow left is it still carrying on the series at the moment is it? yeah I think um, a new volume came out well, at the end of last year um, a new collected edition I as far as I'm aware yeah I think it's still going on yeah I had the feeling it was um it was one of those ones where they, they want to keep it going on, basically. Obviously, you get a series as so successful as that. It's one that they're going to want to obviously keep carrying on with, then, aren't they? So that's why. So, no, no, I can believe in that. So, you know, it was really interesting to watch. So, now, tell, obviously, you were telling before about one other Muslim character you've come across in comics, haven't you? Now, yeah, I can't think of the name off the top of my head. Hmm. Sorry? I was going to ask you, can you remember what the name of the character was? I can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, but she was only in a couple of issues. Um, she was never a headliner character herself. Um, and she was very much seen through the lens of Orientalism. So it was kind of, um, I, I suppose, a less accurate representation of what Muslim identity is. Um, so I think, yeah, she didn't last very long as a character. Um, so I think having, you know, Miss Marvel as the first Muslim American character and having G. Willow Wilson as a you know a Muslim writer, it 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 definitely gives a, a different perspective on the character and a much more accurate representation. Um, so yeah, I can't can't think of her name off the top of my head. No, don't worry about that. Right. So, but like I said, it's interesting. I I really recommend this Marvel to anybody completely because it's one of those series where it make, does make you wonder whether when Marvel sort of agreed to it, whether they realised what they were going to get. Because it's one of those sort of series it could have died a death quite easily, but it didn't, did it? You said already it broke a record for digital downloads when it first came out. And you're yeah, seeing it, it you the, can see why. Yeah, it was the, the highest digital download of that year. Um, and even the fact that now she's one of the, the you know, um, the main faces of the new Marvel video games. Um, I think, yeah, I'd say it surprised everyone how fast the character took off. Yeah, I think it definitely did. That is no, it's very nice, really fascinating character to talk about. That's why I find it really, really engaging. So that's why I know you're right. It's um, 
what's good about it was its consistency as well throughout all of it as it went along. So I'm looking forward to seeing where, what she does next. Obviously, we know that I've told you before that Gene Willow's now gone to doing the dreaming for the Neil Gaiman universe for Marvel, mm-hmm. not to say Marvel DC. And have you heard what she's planned to do with that? I haven't, no. Yeah. It's, I'm not seeing, I've not read the issue yet. The first one's out, I think. And the second one seems to be something about, um, it's called, the, the new series is called The Dreaming Waking Hours. And it was like, I think they originally were going to carry it on. You have to have C. Sparrow just left it all do Hellblazer, didn't they? Say nine, a couple months ago. And it's, um, it's basically about, it's meant to be a comedy about a Shakespeare scholar struggling with being a new mother. And writing a thesis that's also a queer romance like nightmare falling in love with a human and there's also been a good omens kind of sort of um, human out in two main characters as well so i think it's gonna it sound like it's gonna be a really interesting series actually yeah i i really like the sound of that it, it does sound like it's going to be fascinating can't wait yeah for <laughs> yeah you're not the only one I've, I've, i know the first issue's out Just check when it came out came out in July or something, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the second or third issue is out now as well, so I'm, I'm going to have to go back and double-check this myself, because, like, it's got that sort of um, groundbreaking, that what she does, obviously, in both air for the surrealism and also the earthiness, the humour that I think you're going to find in Miss Marvel, so I think, yeah, I think it'll be a really good series to watch, everyone, definitely not, so. Now, is there any storyline you particularly like more than others in the Miss Marvel one, Holly? Um, off top of your yeah, head. I, I, off the top of my head, I really liked when she first met the Inhumans. I don't know if you got that far. Nowhere near that. Nowhere near that far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really loved that because it was a turning point for her character. Um, and I suppose without spoiling it too much, it kind of it gave her a choice. Um, I suppose it gave her a kind of an ultimatum for who she wanted to be. So I really, really liked that. Um, and it's it's reasonably early on as in like in the trade paperbacks i think it's in volume three maybe yeah i'll um, be, be on that shortly then no doubt so yeah, yeah. no i'm looking so it's forward, reasonably early on i'm looking forward to because like, each of the cameos i've seen so far they haven't i think sometimes the danger is when you bring it some like wolverine into your comics you can overshadow because he's so popular and famous you bring it into characters just setting up you can overshadow that character and i don't he didn't really it was primarily her comic still. I thought that was good writing, really, really good writing. So it might have bought a few extra readers in because it's Wolverine, basically. And I'd say with Loki yeah. coming in issue 12, but again, I like the way where she seemed like Loki, for example. Like I love Phil and the fact that he expected to come in and cause absolute bedlam when he did. But he didn't go around killing loads of people or you know, causing mass destruction or couldn't repaired. I like the fact where he just she confronted him and then we realized, oh Put a, walk, put a spell on him. Yeah, it's fine. Go away now. Job done. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was total chaos, but no real destructive power for that for him there, which was, was good. And I particularly loved in the Wolverine one uh, how at, by the end of it, she was as important a hero as he was. You know, he, she did as much to save the characters as he did. And um, so it, it's a real turning point for her as well, where she's no longer just the fan. She's becoming a hero in her own right. And I thought that, you know, it was a really important standalone issue. Yeah, no, I got that. And that's why I showed you really, I said it, it raised a good couple of points in her own head. 
outside the main storyline. It was like sometimes comics have done the real good one-on-off issue like that. You come out at the end of it was two. I think it was two, two stuff, two part storyline. You can enjoy yeah. it more than the main four, four or five part storyline sometimes. That's what I really, really enjoyed about that. I thought, yeah, yeah, really good, fun storyline. So excellent. So yeah, excellent. Yes, brilliant. Thank you for that, say, Holly. So that's pretty well all I've got to say about it there, really. So <laughs> well, we've done. But um, if anyone wonders, we're going to have to sit down and have a chat with me and Holly in a few times. We're going to try and do a second one, aren't we? Pick something else out, yeah. which we can touch base in a couple of weeks' time. And as we get to know each other more, and you'll get, everyone gets used to us talking more. It'll probably start going over two, three hours, probably. <laughs> Quite possibly. Yeah, so anyway, guys, girl, that's it for this today's special. Thank you again, Holly, and we'll see you all soon, guys. Take care. Come on, come on, come on.